Welcome to the Exam Study Expert Podcast, helping you ace your exams at school and university through the psychology of high performance and the science of studying smarter, not harder. It's my pleasure to introduce your host, the Cambridge-trained memory psychologist and exam success coach, William Wadsworth. Hello and welcome to this fifth part of an eight-part series on how to study effectively. Remember, if you haven't already, I'd highly recommend catching up on episode 66, The Six Pillars of Student Success, which was the first instalment in this uh, eight-part audio course. And that's because episode 66 introduced many of the most important principles I'm going to be referring back to uh, throughout the rest of this series of episodes, including today's. So feel free to go back, check out episode 66 if you haven't already, and I will see you back here once you've done that. So today we are talking about practice questions and past exam paper practice. It's a wonderfully effective study strategy that I think should always play a role in your exam prep to a greater or lesser extent, uh, depending on the sort of subject you're studying and whether it's more about uh, learning, memorising knowledge or more about uh, applying knowledge or practising solving problems. So if it's a more sort of knowledge-based subject where it's more about memorisation, knowing your stuff, learning facts, you perhaps might rely a little less on practice questions. Uh, Perhaps you'll sprinkle a few in, a bit of paper practice early on uh, in your study process to give you a good sense, uh, for example, of how you'll be tested uh, and the sorts of things you'll need to know. And then as you get closer to the test, uh, you'll be doing more and more practice questions past paper practice so that you're in great shape to actually take the exam. In the meantime, you'll probably be doing a lot of work with, for example, flashcards, see episode 70, or question and answer alternates, see episode 72, to make sure you've got all the information in your memory that you need. What about other subjects that are more about applying knowledge? Uh, For example, when you need to write up long-form essays, or other subjects like maths, where you need to solve problems not just maths, of course, engineering, uh, science subjects like physics. Um, For these kinds of subjects, essays and maths problems, you'll be wanting to do plenty of practice questions right from the beginning of your studies. So why bother with doing practice questions at all? Well, I think there are three main reasons. So reason number one, practice questions are a fantastic way to do retrieval practice. As you'll remember from episode 66, and indeed many conversations throughout the podcast archives, if you're a long-time listener, retrieval practice is, I think, hands down the most important principle for learning faster and remembering more. Retrieval practice simply means uh, testing yourself on what you know, this incredibly uh, powerful and perhaps slightly counterintuitive uh, process by which when you pull information out of memory, uh, you really powerfully cement and consolidate your memory of that information in in your memory. Uh, So when you're doing practice questions, assuming you've got your books closed, which is what I definitely recommend, uh, you will be having to pull information out of memory in order to answer the questions. But there's more to it than that. So the second big benefit is that practice questions do more than just sort of checking you know your stuff and helping you do some retrieval practice. They also give you really valuable practice at using your knowledge, applying your knowledge in the exact way your examiners will be testing you on the day. So whether you're facing essays, multiple choice questions, short answer questions, even an oral test, 
when you make yourself practice responding to questions in the exact format you'll be facing on exam day, you're going to start to get good at the process of taking your knowledge, taking what's in your memory, and then delivering a really top-class exam answer. And the third and final benefit is that when you work through particularly full past exam papers, especially when you do that under timed conditions, it's a fantastic way to help you kind of get your head in the right place to succeed, providing a really effective tonic for a whole range of mindset issues from helping you gain confidence by helping reassure you that you are capable of scoring well, uh, right through to giving you a kind of motivational kick by showing you where you've still got work to do. Sitting past papers under timed conditions as a kind of mock exam can even be a great way to work on your exam day nerves and test-taking anxiety as it gets you used to performing under pressure. I'll talk more about that in a moment. Now, compared to other strategies we've talked about in this series of episodes on how to study effectively, I actually think that practice paper questions are pretty well used by students in the real world, in my experience. There's kind of not that much to it. You look at the questions, you answer them. And ideally, as I'm going to say in a minute, you do that all with your books closed. In contrast, for example, to flashcards, where I often see a really significant room for improvement in your flashcard technique. Uh, See, for example, episode 70 on more uh, for more on how you can supercharge your flashcard technique if that's a study strategy you use. So despite the fact that practice papers, you know, are pretty well used in practice, there are still a few tricks I hope to teach you uh, in the remainder of this episode to really get the most out of studying with practice questions. I'm going to teach you a few advanced strategies that probably haven't uh, occurred to you yet for getting uh, really uh, great results with practice questions and using them in some slightly creative ways. But before I get on to that, let's just get the basics out of the way. So if you are using practice questions to study for exams, and you probably should at some point, I would almost always recommend using the following two-step process. So really simple. Step number one, Attempt the question to the best of your ability, perhaps under timed conditions, as I said, um, especially as you get closer to the exam, and do all that with your notes and books firmly closed, ideally well out of arm's reach, probably in a different room if you can, uh, so that you're not tempted to have a peek. Uh, And remember, at this stage, it's absolutely fine to guess if you're not sure. Just put down whatever you think might be the right answer, even if you're not 100% confident. Once you've done that, step one, move into step two. Uh, which is where you put your examiner's hat on, uh, switch into a different frame of mind, perhaps take a different colour of pen and mark your work. This step is much easier if you have access to some kind of mark scheme or at least an answer sheet for the questions. If you've got that, use it. If not, then you can try and refer to your notes and books to kind of check your work as best you can. Either way, I would really recommend trying to mark your questions exactly as an examiner would. So award yourself points where you think you've earned them uh, and deduct points where you think you've missed key things out and then write in all the corrections uh, and uh, additions. Uh, Again, perhaps using a different colour of ink. Now, this second step where you put your examiner's hat on, mark your work, is is often the one that's taken less seriously uh, than actually doing the practice questions in the first place. But it's a really, really important step. So don't skip it. It's vital for helping you identify and learn from your mistakes, 
which is a key part of the retrieval practice process. You need to know what you got wrong in order to learn from it. But more than that, because when you mark your work properly, you start to learn, you kind of start to learn to see the world through an examiner's eyes. You kind of, your brain starts to work in the same way as an examiner's. You kind of learn the things that will score you points or cost you points. The more that you learn about that, the more you understand about how to give examiners exactly what they want, the easier it becomes to give examiners exactly what they want when it comes to writing up your uh, test answers on the big day of the exam itself. So the practice question process is in a nutshell. Step one, test yourself. Step two, check, mark your answers. Simple, really effective. But as I mentioned, there are some slightly more advanced things you can do with practice questions, some slightly more creative ideas if you want to uh, achieve certain different objectives. Here's a rundown of my top four uh, kind of advanced user tips for using practice questions a little bit more creatively. So in at number four is setting aside any questions that totally foxed you and having another crack at them tomorrow to check that you learned something. So you do your step two, you mark your work, uh, identify those questions that were really problematic, perhaps make a note of them or circle them or whatever, and then have another go at them the next day. It's a really nice way to do some space retrieval practice uh, and make sure that you can remember whatever it was you learned today uh, learn from your mistakes or learn from whatever you missed out or, or didn't get right. So have another go at questions tomorrow if you found them difficult today. Uh, in at number three, and this is kind of adding a middle step halfway between those step that step one and step two we talked about a moment ago. So uh, after, just after you've done step one, where you answer the questions with your books closed, you then add in a new step, kind of one and a half, uh, which is to open your books and see if you can't figure out the answers to any questions you were struggling with before you turn to the mark scheme. So the mark scheme will have the exact, um, should have the exact sort of uh, response you should be giving to each question. Um, but your notes and books might have things like formulas or key facts uh, and, and bits of information you can use to, to kind of try and come up with an answer on your own without looking at the exact uh, response that you should have given. Um so after you've done step one, answer the questions, books closed, step two, have a go at answering them again with your books open, you then move on to the final step uh, and mark your whole paper with your examiner's hat on referring to the mark scheme. In it number two, uh, idea number two for kind of creative ways to use practice questions is to abandon the timer. Don't worry about completing whole papers. Simply use practice questions as drills to drill yourself on specific aspects of the exam taking process. So you're not trying to produce full answers here. To explain what I mean, let's take the example where your exam is all about writing long-form essay-style answers. So you might often break down the process of writing an exam essay into two parts. So first you plan the uh, what you want to say in your essay. You brainstorm all the points, all the content uh, you want to include in rough. Uh, and then you move on to the second part where you actually write up uh, your points into paragraphs, turning those scribbles uh, in your rough plan into full sentences. Now, if you find one of the other or the other of these steps particularly challenging, what you can do is take it in isolation and drill yourself on it. Let's say the thing you find most difficult about exam essays is the first pit where you have to brainstorm all the right points and come up with a really good essay plan. Well, what I suggest here is rather than practicing doing full essays over and over again, 
where you might say, for example, be spending 10 minutes doing the planning and then 30 minutes writing it up. Why not take 40 minutes, so the same amount of time it would have taken you to do one full essay, 10 minutes to plan it, 30 minutes to write it up. And rather than just doing one essay in that time, why not do four different 10-minute plans for four different past essay questions? This will allow you to practice four times the number of plans in the same amount of study time, that 40-minute block. In other words, it's really valuable concentrated practice to shine up on the weaker areas of your exam-taking game. Just as if you're a professional athlete and there's some element of your game that you were particularly weak on, uh, let's say you're a tennis player and you wanted to work on your serve, uh, a very efficient way to practice that would be to serve over and over again and do nothing but serving uh, for kind of 100% of your practice time, rather than playing out full matches where the serve might only be like 10% of the practice time. So drill yourself on the aspect of the exam uh, that you most need to work on. And then finally, my advanced tip uh, number one for practice paper questions uh, also happens to be one of my favourite exam technique tips of all, uh, which is to take deliberately high pressure mock exams. So one of the things that's particularly hard to practice for are the kind of conditions of pressure that come on exam day. If you're sort of someone that suffers from any kind of exam anxiety or test day nerves, and kind of let's face it, we pretty much all do to some extent or other, then one of the best things you can do is to practice doing mock exams under conditions that replicate as closely as possible the conditions of the big exam. So timed conditions, obviously. No notes or books, obviously. Consider what stationery you're using. Can you replicate what you'll have in the exam? Can you take the mock exam in an environment that feels a bit like an exam hall? Somewhere that's big and quiet and got lots of other people working? Maybe your local library reading room? So you're replicating the timed conditions of the big day, the fact that you don't have any resources, uh, using the same stationery, maybe even an environment that feels a bit like the environment you'll take an exam in. The more you can do to replicate the conditions of exam day, the more the more easy it will be for you to perform well come exam day because you won't be quite so nervous because you'll be used to performing under those kinds of conditions. If you really want to take this strategy to the max, you could even consider getting other people involved. So find someone you respect to mark your exam script for you. Someone who on some level you want to impress or not embarrass yourself in front of, perhaps a, a tutor or a teacher or maybe even just a peer uh, who you could exchange uh, papers with and mark mark each other's. Uh, you could even go as far as pre-committing to telling friends and family what mark you'll get on this mock. So, hey, mum, dad, uh, I'm taking a mock exam on Thursday afternoon. I'm going to get Mr Davies to mark it for you, and I'll let everyone know what mark I get in the exam. The reason this works, again, is the more you get used to performing, to answering questions well, even under conditions where you feel the pressure a little bit, the easier it will be uh, to perform well when you're feeling the pressure on the big day. It's a little bit like taking a vaccine to inoculate yourself against feeling nerves on test day. The nerves will never completely go away. That's not the point. They may subside a little bit. Um, that would be great. But at the very least, you'll know that you can be nervous and still perform well. Being nervous does not stop you from performing at your best. And these kind of mock exam exercises will, will help you teach yourself that uh, and, and really get comfortable with that idea. The world of elite sport takes this concept very seriously. Um, if you walk around any 
uh, American college stadium at a big sports university on a Friday afternoon, you might hear music blaring out over the speakers. The same music that the athletes will hear in the big Saturday game the next day. The reason the music's blaring out over the speakers in that Friday training practice is it's getting the athletes used to performing under the conditions of the big game, reducing the chances that the pressure gets to them and impacts the performance on the Saturday. So do whatever you can to replicate conditions of pressure and practice under them. It's a really good way to use practice questions. You don't need to do this all the time, uh, but I would suggest doing at least one or two mock exams uh, under uh, these kind of uh, conditions of, of pressure to make sure that your mind is in the right place to succeed on the big day. And remember, the more nervous this kind of idea makes you feel, the more you need uh, this this kind of practice. So that brings me towards the end of what I wanted to say on practice questions. A really great way to do retrieval practice, to learn how to deliver what the examiner wants and to get your mindset right uh, to really perform at your best in the exam. In the next instalment of this series on how to study effectively, H2SE as I'm putting in the show titles, uh, which will be in two weeks time as always, I'm going to be talking about chunking and mnemonics. So here I'm going to be giving you a toolbox of advanced memorization tricks, which you can use alongside spaced retrieval practice, um, tools that are designed to help you overcome even the most complex of learning challenges. So, you know, those bits of the course where you've just got something really, really difficult to memorize. These are the kinds of tools that will help you rise to the challenge and memorize literally anything you could possibly ever want to, to memorize, no matter how uh, complex or convoluted the data or the information is big data tables, long quotes, long formulas, uh, numbers, complicated names, weird vocabulary, uh, whatever it is that's the hardest bit of your course to memorise, uh, next time's episode with chunking and mnemonics will give you the uh, tools you need to rise to the challenge uh, and succeed in your exams. And before that, do join us next week to meet uh, podcast listener Charlie for the next instalment of our Student Stories series. Uh, you'll be hearing how Charlie rose to the challenge of learning vast amounts of information in just a few short months for his law exams. Pretty interesting episode. I do hope you'll be able to join next week for that. And finally, just before I leave you today, I just wanted to uh, share a little update uh, and let you know that exam study expert study strategy coaching is accepting new clients again. Uh, I'd stopped accepting uh, new clients for a while during September and October this year, as my wife and I were having a baby. Uh, at the time of recording this broadcast for you, our beautiful little daughter is just three weeks old and bringing us ever so much joy in our lives and uh, perhaps just a little less sleep than normal. Um, but it's uh, it's a really wonderful time. And I I'd taken some time away from exam study experts uh, in these early weeks uh, to, to kind of concentrate on family life. But uh, as we are broadcasting now, uh, things are fully back to normal and my doors are once again wide open if you'd like some personalised help and support in designing and optimising your study strategy so that you can study smarter, feel less stressed, get more done in less time and ultimately perform at the very top of your game come exam day. If you work together with me uh, on your study strategy, we will cover all aspects of your study game. You know, whatever it is you need to work on in order to really maximise your success. We might talk about the study strategies that are going to be the right ones for you and your course and helping you really maximise your uh, technique with, uh, within your chosen study strategy. 
We might be talking about exam-taking strategies to really maximise your score on your tests. Uh, we might be talking about your mindset, might be helping you maximise your energy, find extra productivity, focus and concentrate harder, or perhaps just uh, agreeing a really good study routine, helping you get the right routine in place uh, and supporting you in sticking to it. So whether you're looking for a kind of one-off tune-up session or an ongoing programme of support with me by your side for weeks or maybe even months uh, leading up to major exams or assignments, uh, I'd be glad to support if I can and help you uh, achieve the best success possible uh, with the less, least amount of t- uh, study time and the least amount of stress. You can find out more about exam success coaching uh, and read about my track record of all the clients I've helped uh, in past years, all at examstudyexpert.com forward slash coaching. And again, you'll find plenty of testimonials there from clients in recent years that you can read uh, so you can get a feel for the sort of improvements you can look forward to in your own uh, study life. Uh, And again, it's not just about improvements in your grades, although that's often the the kind of primary objective, um, but I'm also really, really big on helping you manage your stress levels and work-life balance. You know, remember, everything I'm about is helping you study smarter, not harder. So I want you to be working really, really effectively and having a good work-life balance. And I think those two things go hand in hand to not only making you happier and less stressed, but also actually maximising the success uh, and the achievements that are possible uh, in your in your exams at the end of the day. So you'll find all that at examstudyexpert.com forward slash coaching check it out and learn how to take the next step today. Uh, I'd be delighted to hear from you if you want to get in touch. For now, thanks again for listening today. Uh, Whatever happens, I wish you every success in your studies and I look forward to seeing you again soon. Thanks for listening today. If you've got exams coming up, you can now get all of William's favourite tips and tricks to save you time and get you higher grades all in one handy cheat sheet. Grab your copy at examstudyexpert.com slash free tips. Thanks again for listening and see you soon.